0: Hey there, this is John from PureAndSimpleBible.com. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're with us again. And I want to remind you that all month long, we're pondering some of the basic yet essential elements of the good news about Jesus. Last week, we considered an episode called About God. It gave us the answer to such questions as, is there a God, and if so, what is this God like? This week we're going to consider worshiping God. Why do we do it? Why does a God who created everything seek those who would worship Him? Our memory verse is going to be Revelation chapter 4, verse 10.
1: Let's hear it together. You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being.
0: We're going to connect that verse and a topic to a song. Let's listen to a single verse and consider the song's message together. One of my favorite things about this song is the beginning with the single part starting out, and then there's that powerful addition when all of the harmonies jump in. It's just its awesome to sing it live. Now, joining me once again to talk about the good news concerning why we worship God is Aubrey. Hey, Aubrey, how are you doing today? Hey,
1: John. Oh, I'm blessed and very thankful for the privilege of being here. Awesome. Aubrey, have you ever sang the song, Great Are You, Lord, before? Oh, I certainly have, and like you... I love the crescendo of voices that leads up to that chorus phrase, Great are you, Lord, worthy of praise. Yes, indeed, worthy of praise.
0: You know, Aubrey, when we talk about how great God is and all that God has done, for some people, praising God and worshiping Him comes naturally. We, we enjoy lifting up the name, the works, and the awe that we have for God.
1: But not everyone in the world has that same desire to worship God, do they? No, they don't. Uh, When some people think about God, they wonder why a creator would seek the worship and praise of his creation. To them, it it might seem strange that an all-powerful, all-knowing God would desire something like that. And that is what we're going to talk about today. Why should we worship God? What
0: makes God so special compared to perhaps the deities or religious figures
1: and gods of various cultures around the world? I think a great place to start when we ask why should we worship God is the basic idea of worship. Okay, that's a good point. The idea of worship simply means to pay a special or divine honor above all else. Now, whether realized or not, everyone worships something or someone. That means that whatever the object of worship is, it has a special and a unique place within the heart of the person who honors it. And it's important to remember that
0: worship, that special or divine honor, it requires attitude plus action. Now, people worship a variety of beings, things, and ideas. Some people seek to pay divine honor to deceased family and ancestors, for example.
1: Well, and others pay divine honor to created images made to represent their gods. And others worship nature
0: and the spirits that they believe exist throughout the world.
1: Others worship by taking pilgrimages to sites they believe are holy. Others pay divine honor or worship
0: to their possessions. And uh, others might honor or worship themselves. And while many would deny that they worship stuff and things and self, their actions and their attitudes fit the definition they're paying a special and divine honor
1: above all else you know John we all have to be careful about that even though we're Christians and we seek to worship God really what do you mean by that well it's very easy for people to get focused on say sports so much so that it becomes the first priority in their life you know I may not be bowing down to a football or lighting a candle before a basketball But if all of my free time is spent playing sports, watching sports, talking about sports, then the reality is I'm giving sports the first priority in my life. You know, that's a great observation. Uh, Sometimes it's easy to give our first priority or to
0: pay that special or divine honor to our job, school, activities, even, even human relationships. But when these things
1: get our entire focus, It's almost like we're bowing down to them with our heart and our mind. So, John, where does God fit into all of this? I mean, it seems like there's an awful lot of things that people can worship.
0: Right. Well, when we ask why should we worship God, the Bible presents the answer to this question in a simple way. We worship God because He is worthy of worship. He is worthy in that He deserves the attention and the respect of our special and divine honor.
1: But don't you think that some people might not think of that?
0: Well, no doubt. um, There are many who who don't. But there is evidence in the Bible that God is worthy of worship, and I'd like for us to think about some of those pieces of evidence. For example, we can consider those who are
1: in God's presence. That's right. Uh, Those that are in His presence know better than anybody how worthy of worship God is. And so we can learn from them about how awesome and worthy God is by their continual worship.
0: Now, the Apostle John was given a vision into God's throne in heaven in the book of Revelation. He was able to see those who are continually worshiping God in his presence.
1: Let's read a few verses there. Aubrey, will you read Revelation 4, verse 2 and 3? Sure. The Bible says, Immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was standing in heaven, and one sitting on the throne, and he who was sitting was like a jasper stone and a Sardius in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne, like an emerald in appearance. I mean what a beautiful
0: picture we're seeing here, right? So John is brought before the throne of God, he's doing his best to explain it using words that we can relate to. Um, and as he's in God's presence, the passage continues with this these four living creatures who are constantly worshiping God. Verse 8 says, Day and night they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to him who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, verse 10, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship
1: him who lives forever and ever. And so as these creatures worship God, These 24 elders cast their crowns down and worship as well. Now, John, notice what they say next in verse 10. They lay their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their
0: being. Aha, there we go. While these beings who were in God's presence worship him, they give a reason for why they're worshiping him. It's because God is worthy of worship. And that is why we worship God as well. You know, idols are made out of stone and holy men, even our sports
1: or TV watching. None of these things are worthy of worship. I like how those in God's presence look to the creation as evidence that God is worthy of worship. Right. And I think we should take a moment to consider the creation of God.
0: Well, that's a great idea. You know, all around us, as we've said many times this month already, are the evidences of a creator. Science proves that life cannot come from non-life, and the natural world offers tremendous evidence that there is a
1: grand designer. Yeah, Psalm 8, 3 through 4 brings this out when it says when i consider your heavens the work of your fingers the moon and the stars which you have ordained what is man that you take thought of him and the son of man that you care for him
0: i love that verse from looking out in a starry night to considering some of the complexities of our anatomy the the evidence is just overwhelming that god
1: is behind creation And, you know, God is worthy of worship because, number one, those who attest to it are in His presence, and, number two, because of His creative power. But I can also see a third reason why God is worthy of our worship. Oh, yeah? What's that? Well, I think we should consider other objects of worship. I mean, can wood or stone or gold objects do what God has done? That's a good question. You know, we could also
0: ask, can any human idea, any amount of money or popularity or beauty
1: do what God has done. Exactly. And other than God, then, all objects of worship require human attention. Now, whether it be a physical object that someone has to make or keep clean, or even a more abstract object that that we have to pursue, like money or fame, all human objects of worship require attention and care. And Are you contrasting this with God because God doesn't need anything from man? That's exactly what I'm doing. In in fact, one of the greatest presentations about why God is worthy of worship was in Athens, Greece. Do you remember that? Uh, Oh, yeah. That's when the Apostle
0: Paul walked through uh, many of the carved statues of the the Greek and the Roman gods,
1: right? Uh Uh-huh. And among all of those statues was a unique altar to the unknown God that was there just in case the Athenians had forgotten one. Let's read Paul's message. It may be lengthy, but it really puts us into the shoes
0: of a man who believed that God is worthy of worship and why man made objects are not. Aubrey, will you please begin in Acts chapter 17, verse 22?
1: Okay. It says, Men of Athens, everything I see here tells me you are very religious. I was going through your city, and I saw the things you worship. I found an altar that had these words written on it, To an unknown God. You worship a God that you don't know. This is the God I want to tell you about. Verse 24, He is the God who made the whole world and
0: everything in it. He is the Lord of the land and the sky. He does not live in temples built with human hands. He is the one who gives people life and breath and
1: everything else they need. He does not need any help from them. He has everything he needs. Verse 26, God began by making one man, and from him he made all the different people who live everywhere on the world. He decided exactly when and where they would live. God wanted people to look for him, and perhaps in searching all around for him they would find him. But he is not far from any of us. Verse 28, It is through Him that we are able to live and
0: to do what we do and to be who we are. As your own poets have said, we all come from Him. That's right. We all come from God. So you must not think that He is like something people imagine or make. He's not
1: made of gold, silver, or stone. Now, let's look at verse 30. In the past, people did not understand God, and He overlooked this. But now he is telling everyone in the world to change and turn to him. He has decided on a day when he will judge all the people in the world in a way that is fair. To do this he will use a man he chose long ago, and he has proved to everyone that this is the man to do it. He proved it by raising him from death. You know Aubrey, if I
0: could time travel, this may be one of the events I'd like to go back in time to visit. Paul does such a masterful job of explaining the gospel to an audience that
1: initially could care less about God, and i just love to see that. And we can gain a lot from this as well. God made everything. He doesn't dwell in a temple, and he doesn't need anything from us. His great love offers mankind the opportunity to live with God forever in heaven after death. And we don't deserve
0: such a hope and a promise, but the Father loved the world so much that he gave his only son to die for our sins. And so this is why we worship God, for God
1: is worthy of worship. It's sometimes hard for me to understand how a God who needs nothing from me would still desire my worship. It's as though God seeks to share something special with us that is not shared with anything else. I agree. And that's what we're going to talk about next week, that
0: special relationship that God desires for us. But for now, we're going to end this episode with the original question. Aubrey, why should we worship God? Well,
1: we should worship God because God alone is worthy of worship. Those who dwell in his presence say that he is worthy. The creation speaks to his worthiness, and all other objects of worship are unworthy in that they need human care and attention. Excellent memory. Well, thanks for coming back, Aubrey. Lord
0: willing, I'll see you next week, right?
1: I'm looking forward to the opportunity, John. All right.
0: Before you go, do you remember that song that we listened to in the intro of the podcast? It was called Great Are You, Lord. Let's listen to Great Are You, Lord together and spend time appreciating its addition to our discussion today about why we worship God. love it. You can find Great Are You Lord along with every song of the week on the podcast page at pureandsimplebible.com. While you're there, check out all the other podcasts and study resources that are yours to use absolutely free. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the podcast episodes all across social media. Do you remember the reflection verse? It was Revelation 4 verse 10. Let's hear it together one more
1: time. You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. God is worthy of our worship like no
0: other thing, being, or idea is. And the evidence points to a creator and not to a world and a universe that was an accident. I hope you'll join us next week as we think about our awesome God, and the special relationship that he desires to have with us. Until then, this is Jonathan Edwards. Always remember, God loves you very much, and I do too. Lord willing, see you next week.
1: Well, I'm
0: here to tell you a story, a story that is true About a judge by the name of Gideon He was a man like me and you